Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Running on Scuffs. I'm your host, Justin Seeger, uh, here from the uh, extremely hot deep south of Mississippi. And I know there's two resident Florida men here who are feeling it as well. Uh, it's officially summer, gentlemen. We have made it to the summer months, uh, and that is true uh, not only for the heat outside, but the heat on the track. And we're ready to get into it here this week. First and foremost, it wouldn't be a, a show if I didn't get some introductions from our panel. So uh, let's start off with our resident Florida man, Mr. Dan Foster. How are you doing tonight, sir? I'm doing good. It was a hot one today, boys. Um, I think on the way home, my dash read 102. Uh, I know whenever I looked at the weather right about four o'clock, which is usually the hottest of the day, it said it was 95, but felt like 102. And man, I believe it. Walking to the car after work today, whew, I was ready to come home, jump in the pool and just float for a little bit. We've already got a comment from our good friend, Ryan Hill. Uh, glad to have you with us tonight, buddy. Uh, as well as our good friend Tommy Williams. Uh, Ryan, I got a comment. Uh, you're only glad it's summer because you're in Ohio. Ain't that the, <laughs> um, ain't that the you're, truth? You're, uh, uh, speaking of which, uh, we have another Florida man in the house, our producer, Zach Williams. How are you beating the heat today, sir? Uh, oh, you know, I'm doing all right. You know, I stayed inside all day. I was off today, so I didn't have to actually go outside. But, uh, you know, I'm doing doing all right. Other than that, I got my uh, Daytona trip books for the end of August to go see the Coke Zero Sugar 400. So I'm excited about that. Just wish the uh, Florida Gators baseball team would be doing a little bit better tonight. Yeah, a resident Florida Gators fan. That's one thing that Dan and Zach don't agree on. Dan's a Florida State fan, for those He's who didn't know. So. Dark side. Uh, so little little internal rivalry there. I'm I'm the – I guess I'm the lone Mississippi State fan. There's no really – there's no Ole Miss fans in the in the chat, I don't think. Uh, if and we all know who Mike and uh, Ryan like already. Oh, yeah, H. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we've got a we've got a, a former scuff friend of ours, Mister Loganity. He was always a Penn State fan, which I never fully understood. But yeah, that, that doesn't you know, make and, and Zach Bell is a North Texas fan, right? Is that where his, his alma mater? No, he's no, he's a he's a Texas State. Texas fan, State. So, I know yeah. it was one of Texas schools. Um, they got like eighteen hundred of them out there. <laughs> yeah, there there's quite a few. Uh, anyway, like three thousand accredited universities in the United States, and Texas is over half of them. <laughs> and and I'm sure California probably has the other other half there but uh anyway uh we've got a great show for you guys tonight uh we love seeing the comments pouring in we're glad to have all of you with us ryan says the last six months have been a struggle so uh he'll take the summer weather uh as well as a a, a buckeye fan fandom there mike i'm sure you're uh you're on the same wavelength there yeah i'm just excited to talk nascar with you folks as always it was a nice balmy 75 degrees here today so <laughs> oh my god and i'll say zach williams i don't know if you can really complain about the heat because you're a skinnier guy <laughs> yeah uh, i guess i guess that's fair uh dan i talking about uh 75 degrees i don't know about you but i'm i'm looking forward to christmas uh, I, <laughs> also, my New, New Year's Day, Christmas, uh, Thanksgiving. See, don't get it twisted. My favorite seasons are in order: spring for the thunderstorms, fall for the cool, crisp weather, winter, and then summer. I Speaking hate of our... summer. I don't like heat. Y'all can keep it. Listen, 
Mike, our low for tonight is 75. <laughs> it, it is, is it 75? I thought it was higher. Five yeah. o'clock in the morning when I'm getting up for work, it'll be 75 degrees outside, Mike. <laughs> it is currently, yep, currently 71 in Ohio, and our low for the night is 62. And it'll be hitting that at 7 a.m. tomorrow morning. This is the exact reason that why two years ago when I came to visit you guys, it was in June. Yeah. <laughs> I was getting away from the heat. Yeah. And uh, I think it was still pretty hot here when you got here. It was. I think it was in the 80s most of the time. Yeah. Speaking of our, our former uh, our former scuff friend, Logan Morris, he said, hello, congrats to Dan on his favorite driver getting the win. Dan does not, uh, it does not accept the favorite driver, even though, Logan seems to be pretty sure he has one. That's because I got the hat, Logan. Come on now. I I got plenty of hats. Uh, Mama Seeger also in the comments. Uh, Yeah, I I was thinking, I wasn't exactly, (laughs) I I thought 75 was pretty close to Arlo as well. Uh, And Ryan uh, says that 75 here and it keeps raining. Uh, He's heading south. Uh, Ryan, if you happen to swing through the states of uh, Mississippi or Florida, be sure to to hit us up. We'll uh, We'll see what happens there, but uh, we've got a great show for everyone planned tonight. Uh, the the NASCAR, uh, I guess, all of their national series were down south in the uh, the some what some consider to be the capital of the South, myself included, Nashville, Tennessee. That's right. I don't I don't subscribe to Atlanta being the capital of the South. It's I'm sure the Florida men probably think it's somewhere in Florida. Probably. You guys probably <laughs> no. I won't say it's Jacksonville, but you know, Orlando or Daytona is good with me. Daytona, I like. I mean, Daytona. I could, I could go with Daytona. I could, I could get behind that. But uh, honestly, if we're talking about like NASCAR, capital of the South, I feel like Talladega's got a pretty good shot at like. I mean, true, true Maybe. Southern. I mean, Daytona is the world center of racing, also. Yeah, but I mean, if you talk about like true southern pride i mean talladega it, i mean it doesn't get much more southern than that mama seager you can uh you can verify that in the comments but uh we're glad to have everybody here with you we've got a great show uh like i've been saying and uh we've got three races to talk about from nashville and we've got a couple of uh of races to preview which is certainly going to be interesting we'll get to that a little later in the show uh, but let's go ahead and get into our race review segment. We were in the, uh, we were here uh, in uh, Nashville in the Music City in not the fairgrounds uh, for those who are who are uh, traditional NASCAR fans. We were at the Super Speedway, uh, which is not actually in Nashville, as I'm reminded by Mama Seeger, who grew up in that area. It's actually in Lebanon. Lebanon. Uh, <laughs> uh, Mama Seeger did verify about Talladega. Said they are hardcore fans down there. Uh, they are. They are. We uh, we get along well uh, at Talladega. But um, so start out. Let's talk about our our Cup race. Uh, and Dan, your uh, your favorite driver may or may not be Ross Chastain. Uh, the jury's still out on that one. However. Uh, Ross Chastain did finally uh, get himself a win in 2023, uh, and honestly, this was probably the his most impressive win to date so far. I mean, obviously, uh, Coda and uh, 
Uh, we also have Coda and Talladega, which I mean, any win in the Cup Series is impressive. But I mean, you gotta you gotta be happy with a with a one and a third mile oval win. Dan, tell us a little bit about Ross Chastain's win. Yeah, um, I mean, like you said, this is probably his most dominating win so far of the ones that he has won. Obviously, he won last year at Coda and at Talladega, um, which. Coda, honestly, I thought was a, an impressive win uh, on his behalf. Uh, and then, you know, Talladega gets more of a crapshoot than anything nowadays. But, um, no, this one, I mean, he was, he was up front most of the day, qualified on the pole. I mean, it really was close to a perfect weekend for him. Obviously, he didn't win the stages. But, um, I mean, it was it was a dominant performance. I mean, even uh, Daniel Suarez came back from the back with a backup car, still finished up front or towards the front. Um I mean, I think just overall, this is a good weekend for Trackhouse. Obviously, their headquarters is technically in Nashville, so this is like their home track that they feel like. So they wanted to have a good, strong performance there. They did it. They backed it up. And, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see um, where the rest of this season takes them because I think uh, this is kind of going to be a turning point for, for Ross himself just because um, he was kind of not necessarily out of the playoffs just because – <laughs> Logan down there talking trash, but uh, he gonna get it. He gonna get it. You know I had but, to put that one up there. Oh, I know, I know, I know. But he gonna get it. But uh, no, I, I I think this is gonna be a good turning point for Trackhouse as a team, um, and to see them kind of go forward, I, uh, I I'm I'm eager and excited to see that. Yeah, uh, as far as the the Toyota camp goes, before I, I want to get to Ryan's comment about the Fords here in a second, but. Uh, as far as the Toyotas go, it's kind of a same song, different verse, kind of fitting that we're in Music City. Uh, same song, different verse for the Toyotas. They seem to dominate the race and then ultimately lose it to a Chevrolet. This time it wasn't a Hendrick Chevrolet, but uh, nonetheless, uh, a Trackhouse Chevy. Uh, we had uh, two Toyota stage winners, uh, Tyler Reddick getting the, uh, the win in stage one and Denny Hamlin in stage two. Martin Drix Jr. looked good. Christopher Bell was extremely good on the restarts uh, throughout the race um, and ultimately just wasn't quite good enough to beat the, uh, the Chevy bow ties. Um, but this is good. Uh, I do know, uh, notice uh, Logan's comment, his guy, uh, Eric Jones, was able to get a top 10, which I have to admit, I got to give credit where credit is due for a legacy motor club that is uh, – that's a win. Uh, that, that, yeah, that, <laughs> for for Legacy Motor Club this year, that's that's definitely uh, definitely a good sign for them. So for Legacy, that's a podium finish. And, and also, and, just to, to just real quick note, even if you add the points from Eric Jones's penalty back in that he got, Harvick is still has almost double the amount of points he has. Okay, so. Calm it down a little bit, Logan. And also, if you judging by my name, which you can't see at the current moment, if Harvick wouldn't have had a right side tire go down, that wouldn't have happened. Well, if uh, if if Truex hadn't burnt his right rear up, uh, he might have had a shot at getting Chastain for the win. But I guess and whatever. If frogs had wings, they would have grass. I, I guess we'll. <laughs> I guess we'll never know. Um, Mama Seeger, she counted. Still a great race overall for Truex. Uh, it it was. I'm as a Truex fan. I got to admit, I'm I'm happy with the uh, first place uh, before the off weekend, and then coming back getting a runner up there. So uh, not too bad. Uh, 
Uh, Dan, you have a, a comment from Jessica. Apparently, uh, a couple people were at the races this weekend here. So, oh uh, yeah. So, uh, my friend, matter of fact, they actually live. Uh, I'm not gonna give their hometown away. Hometown away, but outside of Nashville. Uh, so I actually, me and Jessica actually went up there on vacation a couple years ago and hung out for a whole week and a half. So yeah, hello Ariel, if you're tuning so, uh, in, Jeremy, Jessica, hello. So so you guys. Uh, so what I'm hearing, Dan, is that they were at the races this weekend and you were not. Listen, you, I yeah. I, ha I have work Monday through Friday. I can't travel on the weekend to Nashville <laughs> and back home one weekend. <laughs> Bad part is, is I'm off Monday and after last week's show, I was literally looking at tickets to Nashville. I'm like, eh, it's a six hour drive. I should be fine. Plus with You're my like, weekend, no. it, it, matter of fact, Jessica was not at the races this weekend because she... I ran into her Friday night when I was at the hospital visiting my grandfather. So she wasn't there either. <laughs> that doesn't mean she wasn't there. The race was Sunday, buddy. Well, <laughs> I, I, I highly doubt she was there. <laughs> <laughs> she said, sorry. She said, sorry, excuse. Uh, sorry, excuse Dan. Uh, Hannah uh, commented said any Kyle Bush fans. I don't think we no, have any, Hannah. Um, no one likes Kyle Bush. I don't think we do, have any. No listen, listen, you listen I, as a former, actually as a current, Dale Sr. fan and a lifelong like Earnhardt fan. Kyle Bush is starting to grow on me a little bit. I'm not gonna I've, lie. I've started like yeah, Kyle yeah, Bush more Kyle. in the past year or two. Yeah, Kyle Kyle Bush is starting to grow on everybody. We get well, it. Well, and he's growing it. he's growing some good stuff too, apparently, from what I hear. Uh, Dan's got a Dan's got a fan group, like a support group in the chat. What where can I say? I have groupies. Hey, well, <laughs> our hey, chat, whatever. Our our comments section is just absolutely on fire tonight. Like somebody heard us from last week because like we didn't have any comments last week, yeah. and now not a single now, one. Did anybody watch? I think Mama Seeger was like the lone comment last week, and you're her son, so. Hey, Ariel, this you, is you hey, better Zach. like Josh Berry. I'm Matt Nicholson's here. If you didn't like Josh Berry, I'd be upset with you, Ariel. <laughs> Matt Matt said he has a, an exact quote from KB he overheard about Chicago uh, at Nashville. So, right. uh, can we get it, Matt? Uh, yeah, let, yeah. Can we can we get it here? I'm what, I'm interested that, to see. Is that going to be a text message we got to get? Yes, <laughs> it could be something. The text. Yeah, yeah is, is it something we can post on the on the show or? This is a this is being brought to you by a quacking duck exclusive. <laughs> now who said you got to put your tag on? <laughs> hey, he's on my fantasy team, okay? <laughs> How about Ryan Blaney's quote real fast? The help me pay for the effing thing. Yeah. Nobody's looking forward to this. Yeah, that's kind of the vibe that I'm getting, Matt Nicholson. Yeah. yeah. Most um, of the drivers aren't too excited either. You know, that actually sounds, you know, everybody's talking about how Kyle Busch seems a lot happier these days, but uh, uh, I think that's <laughs> kind of, that's kind of a typical. <laughs> uh, all right. Speaking of uh, speaking of Ryan Blaney, that was one thing we were going to talk about with this cup race. Uh, a really big hit for uh, for Ryan Blaney in an a accident uh, in stage two uh, of the cup race. Uh, he got sideways. Brad K. uh he was right in the middle of a, of a pit sequence and Brad K just uh, couldn't get his car to go. And uh, ultimately it caused uh, a multi-car incident with Ryan Blaney getting the brunt of it, uh, going right into the inside wall, just right outside of uh, right towards the exit of pit road. And uh, 
really hard hit and we found out uh i guess pretty much instantly that the wall there had no safer barrier uh and the question has has come up and of course mike uh ryan blaney made that comment um you know that <clears throat> these walls uh certainly need to have uh the safer barriers installed um i thought they were installed at almost all the tracks i know they are for the outside walls um I was, I guess I was a little ignorant there. I had hoped that they were there for more of the inside walls, but I'm, I'm hoping that this doesn't cause any sort of uh, medical issue for Blaney. I know we've had some concussion uh, issues. He seemed okay when he got out of the, uh, the infield care center. So, um, so hopefully we're, hopefully we're here uh, talking about Ryan Blaney, uh, at least competing in the cup race, uh, this weekend in Chicago. So, uh, but, um, hopefully yeah, Chris, anyway. I, I was under the impression that they were mandated at all walls on all walls at all tracks with the exception of pit road wall, because obviously pit road wall, nobody wants to drop the freaking, uh, gun down in the wall as they go to jump over no. the wall. Yeah, uh, Matt, uh, he, I think he heard what you were saying before you said it, Mike, because as you were saying that, Matt uh, commented, said they're required for the outside walls. Uh, it's at the track's discretion for the location of it on the inside walls. I um, honestly wouldn't so. be surprised to see NASCAR come out with a rule saying, if you don't put safer barrier on the inside wall of your track, we're not racing there. Well, it's, uh, you know, it, it's always one of those, I think it's hindsight's twenty twenty kind of thing. Uh you know, and again, obviously, we hope it doesn't turn into anything for uh, we hope it doesn't turn into anything serious for Ryan Blaney medically. Um, but obviously, it's one of those I think for future reference, uh, Nashville needs to install uh, the safer barriers uh, wherever they can. Um, and I think any track that doesn't have you know, that doesn't have it anywhere that the drivers can possibly, if you can, if you can fathom some miracle scenario where they hit that part of the wall in your head, then you probably should put a, probably should put a safer barrier there. Mm -hmm. um, I know there's a lot of, a lot of money that goes into that, but safety of the drivers. And I'd like to see them on pit road wall openings, like on the end caps as well, if that's possible. So we never get another Mark Martin incident. Oh yeah. That was scary. Yeah. In Kansas. Also, I don't know who Cassidy Ward is, but, I'm a fan of hers now for hating right rear tires as well. <laughs> That's another hey, co-worker. Her, must her, her must be a Kevin Harvick fan. <laughs> but uh, um, speaking of uh, of the the race, uh, yeah, Matt Nicholson, that was at Michigan. Uh, yeah, when he the Mark Martin incident. That was my second guess. Yeah. Um, Overall, the racing, I thought, at uh, Nashville was pretty good. Um, I don't know if you guys had any other uh, thoughts on that, good or bad. Uh, you guys let us know down in the comments your thought of the racing, but I thought the racing overall was great. Uh, we had a, a restart there where we had a three-wide battle for the lead all the way around for for what three full laps between uh Truex, uh Byron and uh and uh who else was up there? Um Hamlin, I think. But yeah, that was I mean insane. Um 
Logan, Logan said Cassidy has made Mike's Christmas cards list. Um, she would have if I sent out the, Christmas cards. But. <laughs> yeah. Ma, Mama Seeger, she said, uh, Dale Jr., he did mention that. And he said last night that if there's a part of the wall not covered by the safer barrier, the car's going to find it. And uh, that seems to be true for a lot of places. I mean, we've seen it before. And, you know, it, it's easy to to pick out this incident in Nashville, but there's other incidents like this where, you know, we kind of, again, hindsight is 2020. Um, but overall, I don't think it's something that, you know, I don't think this one Blaney incident necessarily, you know, was bad enough to take, you know, Nashville off the schedule for any reason, no. more or less, you know, more or less just, Hey, let's see if we can maybe consider putting a safer barrier in here. Um, the Xfinity race on Saturday had a lot of chaos, uh, and we actually had a we had a Cup regular win that AJ Allmendinger, who actually finished in the top ten of the Cup race, uh, as you guys uh, you guys could see on the uh, the ticker scrolling at the end there, uh, down at the bottom of your screen. Um, how about Cole Custer's comments about the Cup regulars with their uh, uh, Custer almost sounded like a. a a fan of the sport who's talking about those them cheating yoders there the uh but it, it instead it was just about the cup regulars it wasn't just about the toyota camp it was about all the all the what dan what were your thoughts on cole custer's uh issues with the cup drivers do you think he's just upset that he didn't get the finish he wanted i i think that has part to do with it and i think that's where it stems from mainly but uh, I, I didn't get clarification on whether his comments was in regards to the left rear quarter panel of AJ Allmendinger's car that did have a little bit of damage, but it also gave uh, a little extra downforce. Um, and if you look, the last quarter of the race, AJ Allmendinger had the fastest car. Uh, whether it was because of the damage or not, we don't know. Um, but I, I took it as that's where his comments were coming from. Uh, he wanted NASCAR to basically call uh, AJ to the pits and say, hey, fix, fix your damage. At least that way you're not getting an advantage, um, and they didn't do that. And I think that may be where his his comments were stemming from. Uh, I don't think this was anything more than heat of the moment, getting frustrated and aggravated. I mean, he's already got a win this year. You know, we know he's going to be a contender for the championship. Um, and these drivers, their goal is to go out and win every race. And anytime they don't, obviously they're they're going to be disappointed and upset. Uh, and when they feel like they may not have had a fair chance, or somebody else may have had an advantage over them. I think that's where these comments are stemming from, and uh, I mean, I, I don't, I don't blame Cole Custer, but at the same time, it was an incident that happened during the race. It's not like they came to the track with the car damaged like that for it to have the extra downforce. It was just something that happened during the race, and unfortunately, it did give him an advantage. Yeah, it, I, I would agree there. Uh, just a, a heat of the moment type thing, like Matt Nicholson commented down there. Uh, I would agree with that. I, I think he's just. You know, everybody is so competitive uh, and everybody wants to win. Uh, and any time that, you know, something happens, it's tough there. Uh, and the colleague cars in general were fast. Uh, there was a point there at the beginning of stage two where, uh, and of course, Chandler Smith uh, went on to win uh, stage two. There was a point where uh, all three of the colleague cars were in the top four. Uh, so, I mean, <clears throat> colleague just brought fast cars. Uh, Chandler Smith got the win in stage two. Ty Gibbs got the win in stage one. Uh, that was before 
he got taken out uh, in stage two by some of that that chaos. Uh, <clears throat> that was, uh, I would say, probably the most eventful race of the weekend. Uh, was the Xfinity Especially race just the first stage in general. The first stage was, oof, what, the first, yeah. almost like most of the first 20 laps were all under caution? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was quite a bit. If you go back and you look at the uh, the caution the caution laps, especially there in stage one, it was quite a bit for the Xfinity race. And then we uh, actually got the opposite in the Cup race, where the entire first stage was green flag racing. And to be honest with you, first stage, I think Matt said it was yeah, track got a lot better when it was dark. It was junk in the sunlight. I agree with that. Like that first stage, yeah. I was involved in watching the race but i really wasn't paying that much attention and then once we started getting the side-by-sides i'm like okay now this is good racing <laughs> yeah, Logan Morris. Three, round, three wide going around the turn you know both yeah. turns. uh logan commented uh zach are you uh how are you feeling about chase's playoff prospects here uh, um, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the playoff picture a little bit yeah. more in depth here, but you can go ahead and answer that. There, are you are you nervous? Uh, not really that nervous. I I feel like there are a few different ways he could pull it off. Uh, but we'll get we'll get to that later. Yeah, absolutely. I I I agree. Um, so going into the uh, the first race of the weekend, we kind of went through uh, Cup and Xfinity. One thing I wanted to I want to mention uh, about you saying, Mike, about the uh, the cup race with the first stage. I love it when, and this is not exclusive to NBC or Fox, but I love when uh, when the comments uh, from the broadcast booth uh, they talk about the Xfinity race and how chaotic it was yesterday, and that you know these cup guys better watch out in these next gen cars with how the track is, and then you get such a calm. <laughs> Stage one, it just right. So. Just get like it's almost like they're better drivers. Solid, just sixty laps of just solid or whatever it was of just solid green flag action, like no cautions whatsoever. I gotta admit, Mike, I'm I'm surprised that your uh, your quote uh, around your name here. I'm surprised that it wasn't uh, you commenting uh, about me jinxing Kevin Harvick. Oh no no uh, no no! Was... But we're not we're not going to get into that on the air. But I, I've got <laughs> for you after the show. That's for sure. That's <laughs> that, that, that was definitely the video. highlight of highlight of the day right there. Was that. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I I don't know if you guys <laughs> for yeah for, for those of you, uh, you know what I'll. I'll go ahead and <laughs> head and let the cat out of the bag. We're going to assume just for this, you know, for the, for the sake of this, that Dan's favorite driver is in fact, Ross Chastain. Uh, and I had sent a, a message there. There was a point in stage three where all five of the, uh, the run on scuffs crew, all of our uh, favorite drivers were in the top five. Yeah. It was like 40 uh, laps to go. With, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I, in our, in our chat uh, where, where we're talking and we're watching the race. And I, I just had to mention that. And it literally seconds later, Kevin Harvick had a, had his right here. And, and then I, comes I Dan mean, saying if that, that was a jinx. If I ever heard one. Yeah. <laughs> for real? I, I had some uh, choice language for uh, <laughs> Mr. Seeger. Uh, yeah. I'm, yeah. Yeah. He was, cl- uh, that's look, all I'm going to get into about it right now. Cause I look not at the time, <laughs> look at the time Harvick was closing in on Truex. I had to do something. It, you know, <laughs> to, but, Somebody called Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> but nonetheless, that was, uh, that was, I had to share that story. 
Uh, going into the uh, the first race of the weekend, the truck series, uh, Carson Hosevar got his second win uh, of the season and of his career uh, in the truck series. Um, how about uh, drivers upset with uh, Haley Deegan, Lawless Allen, and Dean Thompson both had some choice words to say about Deegan uh, after an incident with her on track uh, in stage one of that race. Um Mama Secret said it sounds like a jinx to her, but you know what? That's at least you, it was. You a, should have seen the group chat, Mama. They were bad. She's no, she's not allowed to see that group. Chat. <laughs> 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 but um, that should no, be that stuff after stuff after dark. We should just live stream that group chat. Oh Lord, let's uh, you know we. It no, seems like every. It seems like every week there's some sort of new uh, recommendation for scuffs after dark for these uh, for these comments. Here. It's going to be uh, a new Patreon channel if if you are if you were interested in the information to to contact that. Let me know. Hit me up in the DMs. We will get it set up. And we will get private, exclusive content just for you guys. I already said Dan was in charge of that. So. Yeah, Justin does. I'm doing the, I'm doing the advertising now, sir. <laughs> um. But yeah, some drivers upset with Haley Deegan. I mean, I don't know. Or is, is this something that we should be concerned about with Haley Deegan? Does it show a lack of talent, or was it just aggressive driving? I mean, I think that's what I agree with Matt. I think she just got loose on the bottom. Uh, we were they were talking about all weekend how when you get you know when a driver gets you know really close on your on your right side door i mean when you're down on the bottom it's going to be hard to hold on to it but uh some other drivers seem to have uh have some other things to say about that at least uh in the heat of the moment um i don't know i i just i know there's a lot of drivers upset with deegan but i mean i don't think it's time to necessarily pull the plug on her yet i think she's got a lot of upside she's done a lot better uh with the war sport um, not as good as her Thor Sport teammates, but <clears throat> I, I mean, Dan, what are your thoughts? I mean, with the Deegan incident, I didn't get to watch it live. Um, unfortunately, I was uh, in the at the hospital visiting my grandfather, but um, I do think that overall, um, it was. I did go back and look at the replay, and I think it was like Matt said, she got in, got a little loose, and unfortunately, got in, got into him on the outside. Uh, it's part of racing, especially on these mile and a half or mile and three, uh, a third racetracks, whatever. Um, if you're going to be side by side, there's a chance that they're going to, they're going to get loose on the inside. Uh, it's just, you know, part of racing and it's part of learning. Granted, I know she's been in the truck series for a couple seasons now. So people assume that she's, you know, as, 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 as veteran as, as most of the guys like Josh Berry and stuff like that, but she hasn't really been racing oval tracks. Um, she, she got to grow up with some off-road stuff and stuff like that. So she hasn't really got the experience that a lot of the people she's racing against has as far as oval racing. So I, I said, give her some credit. Um, give, give her, give her some time. I honestly think uh, she probably, she might do better in the Xfinity series. I know she did one Xfinity series last year. So I, I would love to see her, you know, try it out and see what she can do on a, on a, on a more serious basis. Um, but um, yeah, I, th I think it was just a racing thing. She got into loose. It happens to pretty much every, every driver at this point and uh, just, going about the business you know this has uh brought up a kind of a, a discussion lately of 
because drivers like Kaylee Deegan, I mean, obviously she's only run one Xfinity start, but it was a really good run for her at Kansas. Um, is the truck series we've seen Carson Hosevar, I mean, now he's got two wins in the truck series, but he struggled trying to get that win. Uh, but he's done extremely well in his Xfinity series uh, debut and, and the races since. Is the truck series a true gauge on, on talent or should we focus more on getting them Xfinity starts instead and trying to gauge from that? I mean, that seems to be kind of what we're, you know, kind of going, going over there. I don't know. What are your guys thoughts on that? I mean, I, th- I think overall it, it, it is a judge of talent, um, but I, I don't think it really relates much to the cup series. Um, I know back in the day that, you know, whenever, Carl Edwards was coming up through the truck series. Everybody thought you had to go to truck series Xfinity and then cup. And I just don't think that's really necessary anymore. I think uh, pretty much going from your, uh, your, your shorter track series, whether that's the arc of East and West or whatever, going up through Xfinity and then to cup, I, I really think you can bypass over the truck series. I mean, look at Ty, Ty Gibbs. He, if he has run trucks, he didn't run a lot. Um, and I think there's some other drivers that, you know, they've kind of shown that it's not, it's not really something you have to do. Yeah. You, I, I immediately thought of Ty Gibbs and even, uh, Joe Gibbs, uh, newest Xfinity prospect, Sammy Smith, uh, Mm -hmm. didn't run a whole lot of, a whole lot of trucks, uh, starts. So, uh, I, I'm kind of on the same wavelength, Matt. I agree. Um, I just think, I mean, obviously with the new cars uh, in the Cup Series, even the Xfinity Series is a little bit hard to gauge as far as what Cup talent is going to be like. But, I mean, I think if you're going to choose between the choose between the two, uh, I think the Xfinity Series is by far better at, at showing what can be a, a great Cup prospect <clears throat> rather than the, than the Truck Series. I enjoy the truck series. It's it's a fun, you know, Friday night. Most, you know, most weekends it's a Friday night, sometimes Saturday. You know, kind of rough and tumble uh, nature of the sport. But I think as far as, like, future prospects trying to climb the ladder and get to the, to the Cup Series, I think the Xfinity Series is much better for that. Uh, and honestly, even the ARCA Series, uh, in some ways, uh, I know ARCA is a lot a lot <clears throat> more watered down in in ways for that because there's not as much uh, competition, uh, stiff competition there. Yeah, and I, I kind of agree with what Mike was saying or Matt was saying earlier about the uh, the Elmore engines. Um, I mean, the, it essentially is a, a crate engine for uh, the truck series. That's part of their, their spec program that they have going. Um, but... It, it pretty much puts everybody on the same same playing field as far as the motors themselves. It's just you know everything else that goes around the truck, and it, it doesn't it it doesn't have the get up and go as I call it. Um, I think you know the the, the, the acceleration that the horsepower it doesn't really have that in there that translates over to a cup car or even the Xfinity car. And and like Matt says, the Xfinity series motors are technically a little bit bigger than the Cup series. And the Cup Series are actually kind of more restrained with the with the um, packages that they have going now. Yeah, I mean, I just find it absolutely hilarious the juxtaposition. Also, 
that uh, the guy that just so happened to uh, call out Haley Deegan has zero top tens. And he called her <laughs> talentless. Like, uh, buddy? <laughs> she has an Arca win. Does he have an Arca win? <laughs> I, I don't know. Let me look into <laughs> I'm it. just going to throw That's that out the, there. Yeah. Uh, but again, I, I think a lot of it is, uh, you know, heat of the moment type stuff. I think everybody is, you know, extremely competitive. Um, before we move on to our to our next segment, let's take a quick look at the uh, the cup playoff picture. Uh, it's getting tight uh, with just nine races left before the uh, the start of the playoffs. You can see it running across the your screen below. Uh, Ross Chastain has officially locked himself into the playoffs with a win. He looked to be in pretty good shape anyway. Uh, but let's look at the uh, kind of as it scrolls across the screen here. Kevin Harvick's up 164 points. Mike, good news for you. I think Harvick is pretty well safe. I mean, we could get five more winners, but I don't really see it. Um, yeah. I think Harvick is safe. <clears throat> How about Suarez and Bowman? Two points separate the two for that last spot currently. Ty Gibbs only 10 points back. And even Almendinger and McDowell, 24 and 27 back apiece. I mean, we're looking pretty good for uh, – as far as the playoff picture. And of course, Zach, I know you mentioned, uh, I, I mean, Chase Elliott, there's multiple paths for him still. I mean, obviously I know that Chase is kind of going in with the mindset of you got to win. You got to try to get that win to get in, but I don't know. I think there's a shot. I mean, obviously if we get more winners, uh, you know, it's going to become more difficult, but I think as far as getting a getting that <clears throat> getting the points, if there are no more winners, I think he could point his way in being only sixty four back. I mean, he gained twenty points just last night. Right, definitely. Like we were saying before the show, we were talking a little bit, and uh, there's like nine races left. If he gets twenty points every race, he'll definitely be in. He'll be way in if he gets twenty points every race, but. I mean, I still, I still think he has that go in and win mentality, which he should have. You should have that every race, because why would you show up if you're not trying to win? And uh, but I know, hopefully he'll win the Coke Zero Sugar 400, and I can celebrate with him in victory lane. <laughs> that would be, uh, that would be interesting for sure. Um, live. <clears throat> one thing I think that makes it, uh, that makes me a little bit more. Uh, confident in chase elliott is i look at the guys that he's battling for points uh the drivers immediately ahead of him ryan priest justin haley um cory lajoy austin sendrick i mean i hate to say it but i think it's pretty obvious that on a week-to-week basis chase elliott's going to actively outperform those drivers uh, and that, I mean, that in itself only gets him up to say 21st but even you can go further and go mcdowell uh, Ty Gibbs, Almondinger. I think at most tracks, uh, I know we've got some road courses coming up for McDowell and Almondinger, <clears throat> but Chase Elliott's a great road course racer too. So, I mean, I think for the majority of races, Chase Elliott is going to outperform those drivers. Uh, and even if he doesn't get a win, I think he can outpoint them. Um, the big one, I think, is going to be trying to get around, you know, Alex Bowman, Daniel Suarez. Uh, and even, you know, say so someone like Bubba Wallace, uh, who's only 30 points above the cut line, <clears throat> can he actively outperform them on a week-to-week basis? But 
he's certainly not out of it by any means, which is a good good news for our good friend Zach here, who's <clears throat> who's rooting for it all the way. I swear, uh, if a Chase Elliott win knocks Kevin Harvick out of the playoffs, me and Zach are gonna have words. Mike's gonna, I, look, Mike's I'm gonna the, drive all the way to Florida to come fight but, me. Yeah, that'll, Mike, be a, that'll be our first scuffs after dark broadcast. I'll give you his address, Mike. <laughs> look, Mike, I gotta be completely honest with you. Based on where the standings are currently, if a Chase Elliott win knocks Kevin Harvick out of the playoffs, then it wasn't just the win that knocked him out. Kevin Harvick would have had to have had a pretty rough string of quite a few right wing well, tires. <laughs> unless, we, unless, unless we get five different winners and chases the fifth one. Oh, Don't I'd, get me excited. I, I'm just excited. saying. I, I'd be I'm very gonna... anxious up until that last win, but I would, I would definitely be <laughs> Also, on, on real quick stats on what I mentioned on Haley Deegan, Lawless Allen has four career top tens and zero wins across all NASCAR-related series. Deegan has four top tens in the truck series alone. Just so you know, Zach, I know what it. I know what that feels like. I know what it feels like to watch the playoffs filled. Those spots get taken and taken and taken, and then all of a sudden you've got all of a sudden you've got your driver sitting in fourth in regular season standings and still miss the playoffs, but. Anyway, That's well, if he could wrong. just pull I'm off not, a win, I'm not sour about it. What? <laughs> Don't be bitter, baby. <laughs> uh, anyways, all right, we've spent, uh, gosh, nearly forty over forty minutes <laughs> on our uh, on our race review segment, but uh, we do have some uh, storylines to talk about before we get into our our pre uh, preview for a wild uh, race at Chicago. Uh, wild weekend of racing in Chicago. So let's go ahead and get through our scuff stories. Starting out, the the cat's finally out of the bag, um, although I'm pretty sure you could see it in the corner anyway. Uh, Josh Berry is officially uh, going to be driving the number four for Stuart Haas Racing for 2024. Uh, he'll be taking over for Kevin Harvick. Um, another one of NASCAR's uh, worst-kept secrets, right? And I think I mentioned that last week when – uh, when they announced the announcement for Barry, but nonetheless, a great opportunity for Josh Barry. Uh, well deserved, I think, with his uh, performance in the Cup Series earlier this uh, this season. Uh, what was interesting to me is that Josh Barry uh, actually said that uh, there were talks with Stuart Haas even before he got the opportunities uh, with Hendrick to drive. So we know that he's now part of Kevin Harvick's new management group. So. Uh, or a new member of it. So great opportunity for Josh. Um, going uh, a little bit, uh, still talking about Tony Stewart in a way, uh, Camping World has renewed their entitlement sponsor with the uh, SRX series. Uh, so that that's a good, <clears throat> great for that series. Uh, from, one, uh, from one cup owner to another, uh, Josh Harris, he's the... Uh, for those who don't know that name, uh, he's the owner of the uh, Washington Commanders, which we all know Joe Gibbs has a uh, has a close tie to. Uh, Josh Harris buys a minority share of JGR through Harris Blitzer Sports Entertainment Group, um, so they're going to have kind of a new a new ownership model uh, around there at JGR, and kind of gives uh, kind of gives an idea of what JGR might look like after. Uh, after Gibbs, I know. Uh, <clears throat> I know. Uh, 
uh, Joe's uh, daughter-in-law is uh, looking to get into the ownership side as well. Uh, so I think it's still going to stay in the family there, but interesting to have a minority share bought out there by Harris. Uh, <clears throat> this is a interesting one about another owner within the sport. He just got done celebrating a win in Music City, and now Justin Marks is going to drive the number 10 colleague car in Chicago. Uh, NASCAR is not allowing any cup regulars to drive uh, in the Xfinity series because it's a new track. Uh, and because of that, colleagues said, you know what, let's uh, let's give Justin Marks a shot. So it's going to be an interesting one for them. We know the uh, the colleague racing guys are good at road courses, especially with uh, guys like A.J. Allmendinger. So we'll see what Justin Marks can do on the streets. Uh, Noah Gregson returned at Nashville, uh, and he was granted a playoff waiver. If you guys don't remember, he was uh, out at Gateway, uh, or sorry, out at Sonoma uh, from an incident that happened at Gateway. <clears throat> Speaking of Legacy Motor Club, Logan, I hope you're still watching. Uh, <clears throat> Legacy Motor Club uh, has set their, their appeal has been set for Wednesday. Uh, they were given a penalty, uh, an L1 penalty, for a greenhouse violation at Gateway. Dave Ellens, uh, his suspension was deferred for Nashville, so that might be a, a credit to their top 10 finish, having Dave Ellens still on top of the pit box. So we'll see what the results of that are. Richard Boswell is going has been uh, named the crew chief for Chase Briscoe in the number 14. Uh, Davin Resti, uh, Restivo to uh, crew chief for Riley Herbst in the number 98, which I thought that was a great pairing Uh in Nashville, Riley Herbst was able to get a runner-up finish. Uh, I know we talk about Herbst a lot on our show here because of our our lovely Zach Bell. Uh, so a good runner-up finish for Herbst. So uh, hopefully good things to come for the uh, crew chief pairing. Briscoe and Boswell work together uh, in the Xfinity series as well. So uh, good things for, for Chase Briscoe. Uh, Zach, you uh, you were excited about this one. You wanted me to uh, to share it. Uh, Lumar uh, extends uh, their sponsorship with Chase Elliott through uh, 2026. Uh, they're going to have primary schemes for two races each of those years, uh, but three this year in 2023 uh, at Daytona, uh, Talladega, and Las Vegas. Uh, and Zach, you'll get to see one of those cars because you'll be there at the Daytona night race. So I actually bought this shirt specifically for that race. Well, there you go. We're, um, so that'll be a good for you and all the Chase fans out there. Um, for the Xfinity, a quick change to one of the Xfinity races uh, at Road America. The stage links have been changed. Uh, stage one will be 22 laps. Uh, uh, stage two will be 12 laps. And then stage three will be 11 laps uh, with a competition caution at lap 10. Mike, I know we talk all the time about the NASCAR, how crazy their stage links uh, can be sometimes. Uh, this one in particular <clears throat> said this is because uh, they will not be having competitive pit stops. Uh, for the Xfinity Series at Road America. So this will allow them to change tires and, and fuel easier. 
they keep changing the rules and it's just like stop <laughs> go back go back to racing i don't even like stopping the race at the at the stage and much less throwing in competition cautions and going <laughs> oh you're not going to be allowed to competitively pit we're going to throw a caution and have people pit during that no stop it get some help <laughs> well they did that in uh portland uh i know because of the um i know the uh i know in portland they did because a lot of the xfinity teams use the cup pit crews um and i guess i'm assuming road america is going to be the same issue uh because they're going to be in separate uh yeah and it was a stupid idea in portland like stop <laughs> <laughs> um Nonetheless, a couple other Xfinity uh, pieces of Xfinity news. Kyle Weatherman uh, will be driving the number four JD Motorsports entry. He drove it at Nashville, and uh, the team said possibly the remainder of the season. I noticed that he is on the entry list for Chicago for the street race for the number four for JD Motorsports. That's a that's a car that uh, I guess most famously was driven by Ross Chastain at one point. So. Uh, Good opportunity for Kyle Weatherman. And Landon Castle, Jeffrey Earnhardt. There's been a couple yeah, but, drivers through there. Uh, yeah, but I said most famously. I mean, Jeffrey Earnhardt and Landon Castle, I mean, they're they're not exactly on the the level of Ross Chastain here. Right. <laughs> uh, one other piece of Xfinity news to talk about. Uh, this just came out uh, right before the show started. Uh, NASCAR is, uh, according to Adam Stern, potentially moving away from a streamer exclusive Xfinity series deal. Uh, that was uh, the rumor of that came out a, a couple weeks ago. Uh, they will they will likely be making a deal instead uh, to mix uh, TV and streaming coverage, uh, which we were talking about right before the show aired. Likely would mean perhaps a deal with NBC and Peacock. Um, I know Fox has the coverage, has the exclusive coverage of the truck series. Maybe NBC's trying to strike up a deal to do that exclusively for Xfinity. Uh, and then the two split the cup series, perhaps. I'm not sure. We'll see, uh, what comes out, uh, for that. That'll be, uh, after 2024 when the TV deals are up. So, it makes All right, because uh, NBC Universal actually owns Comcast, so yeah, I mean it makes sense for the Xfinity series to be exclusively on Peacock if they're going to do that. I mean, anything that gets me more NBC coverage, whether it be Cup or Xfinity, I'm I mean I'm fine with it to be honest. Uh, that was one thing I I didn't mention during our race review. Uh, I just enjoyed the NBC coverage so much better. I loved having a post-race show uh i'm glad we're getting a post-race show even if it's only on peacock for some races like i'm just so glad we actually get some form of a post-race i mean they talked to ross chastain three times uh it felt like you know i i love the personalities over at fox i love mike joy i love larry mack and i love clint boyer and i think kevin harvick's gonna do a great job there too but i just I don't know. I don't like how the Fox is structured. I'm so glad that I actually got to see the driver's actual faces in their graphics uh, for this week. <laughs> yeah. um, you didn't like the cartoons? 
the bad you don't like the you don't like the superhero like style cartoon drawing Denny hamlin with his abs to his fire suit I think AI generated. I think that Martin Truex Jr. is a superhero, but I don't want to see him as a superhero. If that makes sense, like absolutely I, no capes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I just want to say about the NBC broadcast, I liked it much better just because I feel like I'd much rather hang out with Dale Jr. for three hours than Clint Boyer. <laughs> That's I don't better. know. I don't know. I think if you see, I think if you see either one of them on Talladega Boulevard, you're going to have a pretty fun time. So I, I feel like oh, yeah. with Junior, it'd be an enjoyable time. With Boyer, <laughs> there's no telling where I'm going to wake up the next day. Or if, or if, yeah, wake up the next day. But also, yeah. I want to say about the race, I just like that uh, NBC seemed to utilize the side-by-side a lot more for commercial breaks than Fox did. Yeah. And not during cautions or pit stops. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It certainly, it certainly felt better. Good flashbacks too. that. Like when something would happen, they still have the live down in the corner and then show you what happens. And I feel like Fox didn't do as many of those like recaps. Yeah. I also want to give a shout out to my local affiliate. I, I had mentioned this in a big group chat. I'm like, they went to a break in for severe weather south of me during a commercial break and left right when the race came <laughs> back on. I'm just like, that's how you do it. <laughs> that is true. Mama Seeger, uh, she commented the first time we went to uh, to Talladega back in gosh, it was 2017. Uh, Clint Boyer was a lot uh, friendlier than Junior. Uh, I think Junior oftentimes got overwhelmed at Talladega because, like, everybody wanted to meet uh, him. I'm sure everybody. Chase Elliott. I think Same Chase way. Elliott probably has that now. But I, like, feel, I feel like if he showed up with a few beers, uh, Junior might be a little friendlier too. I, I mean, that's that's possible. Clint Boyer was always uh, super nice, though. We got to see him oh, yeah. going through uh, going through post qualifying inspection uh, and. He literally just propped his arms up on the on the arm rail where all the fans were, and he just started chatting with everybody. So, so that was a, a fun NASCAR memory. Uh, well, uh, I have to admit, I had a fun segment for us, but we've used up a lot of our time. So let's go ahead and get into our preview for uh, for Chicago. Uh, before we get our picks, um, I want to real quick just preview. What do we think we're about to see? I mean, this is the first time this has ever happened. The The last time I can even think we were even similarly talking about this was Bristol Dirt. Um, I mean, this is the first time we're ever going to see a NASCAR street race. Is it going to be like a road course or is it going to be something totally different? I think it's going to be 10 gallons of crazy in a five-gallon bucket. I, that. I, think that's a, I think that's a great... Uh, I think that's a great description. Uh, Ryan says he is going to be a chaos-filled weekend. What do we think about uh, one thing? I know this is how NASCAR structures their weekends all the time, but what do we think about Xfinity getting out there before the Cup Series? Um, You're going to see a lot I mean, of Cup teams in that Xfinity Series garage, especially the getting data <laughs> the they can find. And I think uh, the teams that, that have Xfinity cars, um, colleague. Uh, JRM with Hendrick. I think that those teams are they're they're going to be 
trying to hide some information to try to utilize it. But I, I think overall, I mean, we, we did get the invitational event back in 2020 when, when COVID first shut everything down um, and they did a, uh, a iRacing event <clears throat> on this track, essentially. Um, there wasn't a lot of passing. Uh, there was not a lot of, not a lot of room. Uh, a lot of passing spots, as they say, but uh, I think overall it's going to race like a road course. Um, it's definitely going to be flat. There's going to be no banking in these turns, uh, but I, I think it's going to be fun to watch, but I don't know if it's going to be something that the fans or NASCAR wants to re reproduce every year or recreate every year. I think it might be a one or two and done and, and say, hey, we tried it. I just I hope it's not a bust because I, I think it would be an exciting thing to to bring to other cities. Maybe not Chicago because we have a perfectly good racetrack down the road, um, and Joliet, Indiana or Illinois. Sorry, um, but may, maybe you know somewhere else in in the U.S. we could run on the on the streets. But I, I'm excited and eager to see it. Yeah, that it's, was exact. Sorry, sorry. I was just going to say, it's certainly going to be interesting to see. Uh, Mike, what do you have to have to say about that? That what Dan touched on at the end. I'd like to see if they want to keep doing the street race. Since it's not really necessarily like a track you have to build, you can just kind of put down some barriers. I'd like to see them move the race every year, like to a different city. Like, it, I mean and a city that doesn't like have a NASCAR cup track. Like, well, just off the top of my head, nothing. And this definitely isn't because I live close to it, but Columbus, Ohio, like put one in Columbus. You could go down to your neck of the woods, Justin, and put one in Mississippi. Like, Oh, wow. Um, uh, Hattiesburg my, street course. Yeah. Hattiesburg, like uh, Hattiesburg street uh, course. I, I was thinking kind of like a Biloxi, like a right on the Gulf Coast kind of, you know, maybe drive by the beach or something. New Orleans, something like that. <laughs> New Orleans, I I could get behind a New Orleans street course. That would be interesting. That would be pretty cool. I mean, um, there's cities they could utilize. I know back in the early 2000s, there was rumors of NASCAR building a track in New York, near New York City. Um, I mean, I would I would love to see them do a, a street course race in new york do i think it's feasible no that's a lot of traffic to shut down yeah no. <laughs> i was just like that's like if they were on i4 in orlando yeah <laughs> but like I, I don't know if you guys remember but there were they used to have the toyota pro-am uh celebrity race out i think it was long beach california maybe they could use that i mean i i, I think there's cities um, obviously, you know, th th that that we could use this strategy on, whether it's Seattle or I know like F1's doing Las Vegas and uh, we're doing Miami, but we have a track in Miami. So, like, I, I think there's cities we could use, not necessarily Chicago because there is a track nearby, but I think there are other cities that we can we can use this at and say, hey, you know what? We can we can use this model to to go to these bigger cities that may not have a track that we can utilize. And, you know, let's go race on the streets. I just remember the old EA NASCAR games where they had the like fantasy street courses that you could run on. They had the, they actually had one that went through New York. Um, mm -hmm. And they even had one that like went through like the middle of the Grand Canyon. That was like kind of, that yeah. was cool too. Oh yeah. Uh, 
Well, I think that was NASCAR Thunder 2003, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was one of the it was one of the older, the earlier EA games, but that was fun to. I remember to run one on. of the the one with New York. You had to like start off. You had to race Ryan Newman and a Viper through yes. New York City. Yes. Yes. That was yeah, awesome. With what Ryan said, nah, we're not filling the potholes, Ryan. That's that's just like an extra hazard for the race. Oh Lord. <laughs> It it would be interesting to have have the there goes a the tow link. <laughs> All right, so we've got to uh, as we start to wind down here. Uh, I know it's crazy. I know this is a shot in the dark, but we've got to get some race picks in here. Who do you guys think is going to win here, uh, Mike? I'm going to start with you. You're our you're our stats guy, and I love it when you don't have any stats to go off of. You just have to take a shot in the dark. Who do you think is going to win Xfinity and Cup? Well, uh, I'm gonna also mention because I oh no wait that's next weekend so never mind uh, the <laughs> truck race at Mid Ohio but <laughs> oh. um Xfinity I've been picking him all season I'm going with All Guy or why not <laughs> why not uh, are you going since you have no stats to go off of are you going with Harvick until he loses uh, until it happens for no 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 I'm going with AJ Allmendinger I think he's gonna rip one off and sneak his way into the playoffs with a win at Chicago Street <laughs> Zach what say you do you think uh, do you think Chase Elliott maybe pulls off a road course win and or a street oh. course win street course i hope so man but i think my pick this week is going to be uh is going to be all for the xfinity and almondinger for cup i really want to see i want to see aj jump in that fountain yes yeah, so do i this is gonna be great it's gonna be like a kid in a candy store man well, parker parker Kligerman was talking about it yesterday he said it's illegal right now but when aj does it i'm jumping in with him <laughs> uh dan what say you do you have uh, any different picks uh we've got two uh already for all and almondinger I'm not going all guyer. Um, I'm actually a little torn. Uh, Parker Kligerman obviously is 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 one of the drivers that's great at the road courses, uh, and he did say that he was going to jump in the fountain if he won, just like uh, Almendinger did. Uh, but I'm I'm going to go with uh, Miguel Paluto. Uh, I know he's not a full time NASCAR driver, uh, but he's ran in the Truck Series. He's ran in the Xfinity Series. Uh, he's attempted a Cup race, but I don't think he made it. Um, but uh, I feel like he has a little more road uh, street course experience so i think this might uh be right in his uh hip pocket and for the cup series you know i i, I love watching a uh aj omendinger celebrate but i'm gonna go out on a limb and i'm gonna go with jensen button in the 15 car oh wow rick Ware racing but talk about a chaotic weekend you know it's gonna be chaotic if rick Ware is gonna get there their first win at at NASCAR's first race at a track. Um, pretty sure it's going to be a Stuart Haas prepared car. At least that's what I'm hoping. Well, Damn, either I, either way, it's going to go in the record books as a Rick Ware win. Oh, absolutely. Uh, um, I'm going to go out on a limb, and uh, for the Xfinity Series, I'm going to say uh, we get a, a win from – uh, you know what? I'm gonna say Justin Marks. I think the colleague 10 cars, uh, I think they've got a good a, a road course program, uh, and I think that they're gonna have something going. Uh, I will say this though, I'm gonna go sort of on the lines of, a, of an Almondinger, but someone else who also has experience in uh sports car racing, 
uh, and I think that's going to help him out here. Uh, I'm going to go with Michael McDowell to win the cup race. I think he's uh, in a similar position to Almondinger, and I think uh, I think McDowell is going to be the one to sneak his way into the playoffs with a win. So uh, we've got a chaotic weekend of racing, I'm sure, uh, coming up. So we look forward to uh, recapping it next weekend uh, or next Monday on the show. We look forward to having everyone there. Zach, uh, why don't you give us a, a fantasy update before it gets uh, completely shaken up before yeah. after Chicago here? Absolutely. So uh, this right here is our Nashville standings from this past weekend. Our buddy Ryan got first place. He beat me by literally one point. <laughs> Way to go, Ryan. Way to go, Ryan. Good job. You beat the scuffs. You can't you come back scuffs. from the last place if you don't win. So there and you go. Let's check out our overall. I believe it's updated now. Yes, it was yep. earlier. So there yeah. we go. We, look, Dan's almost there in the, t- in the top five. Just Listen, sure. I am trying. <laughs> I'm trying. All right. Well, I'm just glad that I'm really just good. glad that overall I've I'm finally ahead of Zach here. Yeah, for now we'll see. <laughs> I saw that deficit at the beginning of the weekend, and I was like, "That's gonna be tough to get back from," but we'll see. <laughs> hey, Ryan, you're already. I noticed the overall earlier. You're already working on on climbing up the the ladder, so not too far out anyway. But. You should have signed up at the yeah. beginning of the season, Ryan. You yeah. would be right there with us. You probably so have the points lead. Yeah, he's probably yeah, he'd probably already be up there uh, in the lead. He'd be running away with it. But uh, we thank everybody for tuning in tonight. It was a great show. We uh, appreciate all the comments. Uh, you guys can continue to comment your thoughts down below. Uh, be sure to like and follow, uh, subscribe if you're on YouTube. Uh, we really appreciate all the support. Follow us on all of our socials uh, and check out our website. Um, Hoping to have some more articles up on our website a little bit more uh, soon. You can check out audio versions of the podcast on all of the platforms listed below. And uh, yeah, we're going to go ahead and get some closing statements from our panel. And we're going to be uh, be signing off for the night. Starting off with uh, Mr. Mike Daphner, uh, the only one who has relatively cool weather uh, this week. Uh, or mild weather anyway. Um, what say you? Well, you didn't mean to set me up, but you did. I'm going to keep it short and sweet because I've had a long sweltering day. And raise hail, praise Dale. Long and sweltering. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, Uh, Zach, I don't want to see you shaking your head either because you spent your your day indoors. Yeah, Uh, but that's not fair because normally I'm in an over 100 degree kitchen every day, so. That's fair. We'll we'll give you a pass on that one. What say I, you? For I, I need at least I need at least one day to be in the AC a week. <laughs> what say uh, you for for your closing comments? How's how's Florida doing in the national championship? Are they? Uh, uh, is it, it over is, yet? No, it's not. It is four to fourteen. I believe it's the bottom of the eighth. So it's oh. getting close. Yeah, I know we we pulled it off uh, twenty four to four yesterday, and then we got real cocky. It seems like, <laughs> but uh. NASCAR related. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to our Chicago street course. Uh, it's going to be interesting to say the least. Uh, hopefully Chase can pull it off. If not, AJ he's he's my pick. So we'll see how that goes. And uh, it was fun hanging out with you gentlemen, and uh, talking with everybody in the comments. And I hope to uh, see everybody back next week. Yeah, as always, we're glad to have everyone. Dan, our resident Florida man, you spent uh, like myself. You spent a lot of the day outdoors with your job. Uh, 
how are you planning on beating the Heat for the remainder of the week? Are you looking forward to Chicago? I am. I am looking forward to Chicago and seeing this uh, this street course that they have planned. Uh, I, I do want to give a shout out to Cassidy Ward. She's one of my coworkers at work, and she said earlier that I, I need to, you know, give her a shout out. So I'm doing so, uh, and I will make sure to uh, to do that every week. You you watch Cassidy, you Hannah, Ariel, all of you guys. If you if you watch, I'll give you a shout out every week. I don't care. Um, <laughs> but no, I uh, I'm excited to see this 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 uh, street course that they have planned this weekend and. Uh, hopefully it's just good clean racing. I, I don't I don't uh, like where it becomes a wreck fest and you know caution field and everything else. But hopefully this new adventure is something that we can uh, at least look at and either you know praise or say hey you know what we could we might it might not work in Chicago but let's try it somewhere else. So I, I think it would be something fun and exciting. But uh, no, as always, it's fun to hang out with you guys. Um, it's gonna be in the 90s every day here for the like next two weeks or more. Um, probably the next three months for for uh, all honesty but uh five no, five I, to uh, six months yeah well that, that's true let's see here's june now so yeah at least until yeah. october <laughs> but um no i uh thankfully have a have a swimming pool in the backyard i can get in and float in it you know have a, a nice cold beverage of uh, of my choosing and uh, just hang out the ac you know I, when i get home i usually come home and just just chill for a few minutes jump in the pool relax and then uh once it gets dark i try to get inside and get cleaned up and ready for bed so yeah, you guys have a great good. rest of your week as always it's, it's fun hanging out but uh it's uh it's almost bedtime guys so i'm gonna let it, let y'all go have a good one yeah all right uh we appreciate everybody tuning in as always it's been a great show and we look forward to it next week be sure to tune in next week uh same time we'll be here with our same uh, crazy attitudes and uh, we'll be unfolding all the chaos that happens in Chicago. So we will see you guys next week on Running on Scuffs.